This is Together 24-7, episode 66. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that, but seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to Together 24-7. I am your co-host, Barry Cohen. I am your co-host, Catherine Cohen. And I'm also the host. We discuss this. We do it every time, and I don't care. I win. Why? Because I'm the man. Guys, if you could see the look that I'm getting now, this this is the look... The stink eye. This is if you look up stink eye on Wikipedia, this is what you're going to see. You know, it's not an interview, nor is it a podcast. If I refuse to speak after this, hmm, hmm. I take it back. Okay, because you're the smart one. You you do yes. all the talking. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I'm just here for comic relief. Oh, that's what it's called, comedy. Yes. Okay. Our guests today are Michelle and Adam Carey of AdamandMichelleCarey.com. That's a pretty creative name. It's clever. It's clever. Nobody else can take it. I don't know that there are that many Adams and Michelles that are Carries. Well, I would say if there are, they'd have to cough up a hefty sum to get that name. Probably. Probably that domain name. So Adam and Michelle are trainers, speakers. They produce books and training products specifically for the network marketing industry. Now, while they're in that industry, they have added their own business. Because as you know, we work with any couple in business, but we like to interview couples who've created their own business. So you, our listening audience, and oh, as I spread my arms out wide, you, our listening audience, can see what it's like to create your own business. So from the business they started in and became a part of, they branched off because they saw, well, we have talent. And skill. And skill. And so that's why they created uh, adamandmichellecarry.com. They do training for lots of people in the network marketing industry. You guys are married together seven years in business, eight plus years. So you started your business before you got married? Yes, we did. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Good to have you. You could cut in at any time and, you know, started chatting with us, but that's okay. Um, Okay. (laughs) 
No worries. We no. were just uh, we were we were having fun watching you guys go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you have a little girl by the name of Hannah Grace. That is such a cute. name. It is. That's a great. That name. is a great name. She's going to be two in April. So happy birthday, Hannah. Um, and so Michelle, you grew up South Lake Tahoe, California. You That's guys, right? And um, Adam, you grew up in Oakdale, California. Are those places anywhere near each other? They're about. Three, three and a half hours away. So, so you, not. So, really. yeah. So, you didn't grow up together. You met later on in life. Let, later. Met later, yeah. Met later a, in life. A blind date, and that might be a long story, but it was, uh, it was yeah. definitely. Yeah, well, <laughs> Catherine and Barry, he didn't, after our blind date, he didn't call me for three months. There's more to the story, <laughs> but I think we have a different agenda today. <laughs> He didn't call you for three months, and yet here you are married to him. What did he do? What did he do to make up for the fact that he just totally blew you off, was rude, and uh, didn't bother calling back? That's funny. That um, well, he he actually ended up coming to my place of work. I used to work at the mall, and I was getting ready to clock out. And here comes this guy. He had a cap on, so I didn't really recognize him right off the she bat. She usually says "good-looking guy" when she says this part <laughs> of the story. I'm getting to that actually. Oh, okay. And I was ready to go home. And once I saw him come into the store, I put my stuff away, and I was like, "I'm going to actually help this guy." And lo and behold, it was the guy that broke my heart. He didn't call me back after an amazing date. And then from there, that moment on, um, we're inseparable. I don't know if we want to get into the whole story. If you do, we can continue on or we can do the interview. But I, I have I just, my side of the story. Yeah, I just need I to. I noticed Barry's not defending me over <laughs> here. Well, well I, was waiting, I was waiting for the proper moment. Take 30 seconds and give us your side. Okay, we had a great first date. I dropped her off, and you know when you walk uh, somebody up to the door, you could sometimes feel like that awkward, how do you end it? Do you hug? Do you kiss? You don't want to assume you're going inside or something like that. And I just dropped her off, and I said I had a great time, and I I just left it at that. And she got out of the car and stared at me because she was expecting me to get out and walk her to the door, and I was just trying to be a gentleman and not assume anything, not trying to, to, you know press my luck and, and get a little hug or a kiss. And she kind of freaked me out when she stood there and stared at me. And so I just <laughs> left it at that. <laughs> so I tried to be a gentleman. She took it as a jerk. It was a miscommunication. And we've learned how to communicate better over the last uh, nine years we've been together, but seven married. Well, I hope you learned how to communicate after that. One yeah. So it was probably as bad as the stink eye I just got at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah, I definitely gave him the stink eye for not walking me to the door. I was just, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, you can you can feel the unforgiveness nine <laughs> years later. And, but anyway, and that's so, that. It worked out. Part of our story. It's been fun. I'm trying to remember if I walked you to the subway, Kat. No, um, you left me at the door of my office building because you were cutting out of work early that day. I cut out of work early every day. Right, right. That was so, that was what I did. That's what you did, yeah. So you just left me at the door because you didn't want to go back upstairs because my boss was really weird. Yeah, he had nose hairs hanging. He did. He did. <laughs> that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. So, Michelle, you are into watching movies, Zumba, a good cup of coffee. Who isn't into a good cup of coffee? Oh, yeah. Coffee is so good. Bargain shopping, creative writing, and crafts. 
Adam, you grew up in the cowboy capital of the world. How could California be the cowboy capital of the world? Isn't it like Arizona or Wyoming? Aren't we the cowboy capital of the world? I don't know. You can self-proclaim anything, I guess. <laughs> I did. I moved there in middle school. I wasn't a cowboy. I grew up, you know, mostly in the city or not big city, but uh, so I, I don't know how to rope and ride or you know any of those talents. I can barely walk with cowboy boots on, but. I guess it's part of my heritage. It's part of your heritage. You like camping, fishing, outdoor stuff, dirt bike riding, boating. Anything outdoors, yeah, absolutely. Anything outdoors, and both of you are very involved in your church and church activities. Yep. yep, It keeps you out of trouble in off-street corners. Um, (laughs) And both of you started your entrepreneurial journey in your early 20s. Now, did you meet in your network marketing business, or you started that together and then moved on to this. Tell us a little bit about how that developed. Sure, definitely. Well, um, it was his mother that introduced us to the network marketing profession, and I really just joined him under in his downline, essentially, who um, was my personal sponsor. And when when he was introduced to the company, that was when we were first dating. And really, I didn't want to have anything to do with it, but... I wanted him to like me, so I ended up joining the business. And then I grew to love it, and we started working together separately um, with different network marketing businesses because I stayed under him. And then after we got married, we ended up just working one business. Very good. So you're he doesn't impress you on the first date. You join his <laughs> network marketing business, even though you didn't want to have anything to do because, with it. Because, you know, in her head, she was thinking, it's a scam. It's a pyramid it's scheme. It's a pyramid oh, scheme. You know she was thinking That's that. That's exactly what she was thinking. And and then you did it to impress him, even though he didn't walk you to... The, he's got to be one heck of a guy. He is. He is one heck of a guy. Or con artist. Or No, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think after about this much time, it, it, it's like when I look at you and I say, eh, 20 years. Uh, have you conned me yet? Well, I don't you know. certainly didn't go after me for my money. <laughs> no, it was it, it was the Kugel, but that's a whole nother story. Um, I'm looking at your character, your your picture here, Barry. I think I'm 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 uh, challenged up on the top of my head a little bit too, buddy. Oh, just go all the way. Just go all the way. You might as well do it. The best thing I ever did. It's coming. It's coming. It's little by little, little by little. So you guys are in the business together, and now you've decided. Michelle, you say you're the creative one. You've got the billion and one ideas going on. And Adam, you're the one who kind of reins her in, takes the idea, takes the creativity and the seed. You water it, you feed it, you grow it. How did you guys go from, you know, working on your own team to, hey, we can train anybody in this in this way of being an entrepreneur and we could do it for any company, anybody, any team. What what was that switch off? What made you decide to work together and create this new business of being trainers? Um, Well, basically it started from the book that we're publishing. We wanted to do some stuff with online um, marketing and we're thinking of doing an ebook for the free gift that people would get once they visit our website and subscribe. And we just started coming together and brainstorming and writing down stories and 
what what has been um we aimed it to be about 20 pages and then 160 pages later we're like we have a full-blown book here and um just with the response that we got from our company because we did a pre-launch edition of the copies or pre-launch copies of the book we ended up figuring out you know what let's not just keep this for, you know, our company. I think everybody in the network marketing profession should know about it. It's called Don't Be That Guy in Network Marketing um, because we see a lot of people, well-meaning people that, you know, they want to make a living in network marketing, but they're making these mistakes that cause people to get turned off, you know, and so we thought that this would be just, it's so needed in order to elevate the image of our profession and just to get people to do things in a way that's attractive to other people and they don't turn other people off and they get less rejection through the process. So we didn't want to keep that just for our group or our company. We felt like a calling to have it available to everybody that's in the profession. So yeah, now we're starting to take some of that material out of our book and do some one-on-one coaching and some group coaching uh, we did an event recently where we put some people from different companies in the room and we just trained on it because we love live events. We love to speak and just, you know, connect with different people and, and, and hear their stories. And so it's it's really developed a life of its own. You know, we're still in some pretty early stages, but we're working on a few other projects where we're editing and we're just trying to do things a little bit differently but taking everything that we've learned the last eight years and we've personally learned better from mistakes you know you learn you, you learn more from the mistakes than you do the successes and we basically point the finger at us of everything we did wrong trying to prevent people from making these mistakes so it's evolving into coaching it's i think i see more books in the future um you know maybe even some t- some type of a subscription with the training that we're offering but we uh we we really see a need for etiquette based training there's a lot of how to there's a lot of personal development motivation renew your mind things like that that there's really nothing in the area of training on etiquette for our profession. So we saw a niche and we've been pretty well received. I think that, uh, you know, Barry and I, we were always talking about networking, going to those meetings, meeting people, networking, getting the word out, creating those relationships. I love the name of the book. And I think not just listeners, if you're out there and you're in business and you're going out and meeting people, get the book. Because etiquette in business is huge. We talk about it, Barry, you and I talk about it all the time. Um, The person at the mixer who just runs around throwing business cards at people going, here's my card, here's my card, here's my card. Or the one guy that leaves his business card on the urinals. That's really gross. (laughs) We we know this guy. We personally know this guy. He owns a radio station here in Phoenix, Arizona. And yes, he does leave his business card on top of the urinals, among other places, any flat surface. It is a true story. And I don't know anybody that would pick that up. I don't know anybody either. I think the janitor in the building even goes, ew. Ew, gross. (laughs) So something to read while you're standing there. (laughs) Very true. Something to read while you're standing there. But I think it's super important. Etiquette in business is not... Business isn't taught in school. Etiquette in business certainly isn't being taught in school. So I think that's that's so great that you guys put this book together and now you're doing all these programs. What This is a little bit different because you started out together. Michelle, you signed up under Adam in the company that you, you know, you first began to explore network marketing in. With network marketing, it's a little different. They have a structure set up for you. You've got support set up for you. 
And it makes being an entrepreneur a little bit easier, um, a little bit harder in some ways, a little bit easier in some ways. But at what point did you guys decide, let's start something completely on our own? What made you think we could be a success at doing something completely on our own with no you know, company support, no upline, downline support? What made you think, let's do this. Let's add this to our repertoire. Hey, this is a smart idea. This is a smart idea, and we won't fight at all about this. Well, I think when with our journey in network marketing, I think it was great training grounds for us to branch out into our own business where it's all about, you know, us and our creation all throughout our career with network marketing. I I just always, I guess I was born with a desire to create, you know, so in a sense with network marketing, you know, you have your system and you can't really deviate from that. And that's great, um, but I always just had a desire to create something of our own, and we just figure, you know what, this is we have this awesome book. This is a time for us to really create something where we have input on it on our own, and it, it was just more exciting rather than intimidating. And I'm really just thankful that we did have those tra- that training ground because I didn't have any entrepreneurial training before network marketing. And um, I think if this, of course, like with the material, we had to have that come first. But I think if I just would have said, okay, I'm going to create something from scratch, I would have made a lot more mistakes business-wise and just not being a self-motivated person as much or disciplined because that for me developed over time. I think when this came to us and we had these ideas we just went for it and really didn't think twice about it. It almost evolved on its own, and it was such a smooth transition. One of the areas of strength that I would I'd say that we excel in is just taking action and not, you know, we didn't wait till everything was perfect. In fact, the, the, the book that's about to launch on Amazon is the third copy that we've had printed. We just haven't made it available to, to the world yet. We've, we had it first with our company. There was there were some mistakes in there that even the editor didn't catch and some things. So we went back and we redid it and we reprinted it for an event that we had. And then we added some endorsements and we just didn't wait till everything was perfect. We're, you know, we want to do everything with excellence, but at the same time, we just, we, we do it, we put it out there. If it's not working, we adjust and we tweak and we pivot. And I think when we listen to other podcasts of other entrepreneurs, that's one common trait that they all have in common is they just take action and they just put it out there and then they learn from it and then they pivot rather than waiting till everything is perfect. And I'd say that's, that's been a, a huge learn. It's been a huge advantage here because there's been things that have just started to take on a mind, a life of its own. And we never even thought about it or intended, but we're getting ideas and input from other people. And um, I, my my recommendation would be you just start. You just do something. We never intended to write a book, but we started writing and it turned into a book. So and, you and, never know what's going to happen until you start taking action. And that is great advice. You know, that's no, yeah. Lesson number one, boys and girls. Yeah, don't, just just start. Don't wait. Don't wait. Just do it. You Catherine know, and I have it. had this conversation many, many times because with people that we've been coaching, they wait till everything is perfect. The color on their business card. Oh, no, it's wrong. I can't start. I got to do the cards over again. Oh, the pens are not lined up perfectly on my desk. Oh, no, can't start yet. Yeah, just start. Just stop your whining and start. That's yeah. right. We Even our, um, our first website, you know, this is our second edition on our website. We love our website now, but our first website, 
you know, we improved on that. Our videos that we publish, our first few videos, we, we did like a, um, what do you call that? Where it's the, the blooper, blooper reel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we went through our very first videos, and I just can't believe how much we've improved. And so, you know, people want to practice before they publish the perfect video. It's like, well, we just did it, and over time we improved on that as well. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, there's an easy way to show that people do that all the time. Uh, listen to any podcast. Go to any podcast that you like and listen to the current episode and then yeah. listen to episode 000 or episode one, and you're going to hear an incredible difference. I know with us, it's like, who are those people? It's it's absolutely <laughs> night and day, but that's what we should be doing in life. We should always be evolving. We should always be moving upward and onward and, and evolving and not waiting to live life until it's perfect because it never is. Mm-hmm. Wait, never wait, 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 wait. I'm perfect. No, you're not, honey. <laughs> I am. You told me I was. No, your mother tells you that you <laughs> oh, are. Oh, thank you, mom. Perfectly imperfect. <laughs> Oh, sure. Another one that's going to shoot me down. My mother said, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. My mother's never wrong. You guys are perfect for each other. (laughs) Yes, we are. So the division of labor, Michelle, you mentioned that you're the creative one and Adam is creative, but more structured. So how do you guys divide up the labor? Who who does what? And how do you check in on each other and the day-to-day operations as well as the big projects? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, before we got on here, we were talking about who's creative, you know, and I said, well, I'm creative. And Adam said, no way, I'm really creative. But yeah, so for us, the way it works is I just have a ton of ideas that come into my mind all the time. And I love to start things. I'm not always the greatest finisher or the greatest at details. So what happens is I bring Adam an idea and I want to execute it on it right away. But what he does is he brings a lot of wisdom to it and he refines it. For example, um, when we started doing our videos, I said, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if we had these skits depicting these characters in our book? And so I had the spark of the idea, but Adam actually wrote the script. So he's very creative, but he's really good at the details and the follow through. And then as far as the day to day goes, I mean, for us, we need to work separate. The The best way that um, we could work together is work separate throughout the day. We come back and we brainstorm and we, we you know, divide up tasks and then we go and on our separate ways and then, you know, complete those tasks. It's really hard for Adam and I, the way our personalities are, is to sit down and execute on something together. In fact, we're working on a product yesterday that we recorded together and we had, you know, some sparks of, you know, disagreements in there throughout it, but we worked worked it out. But yeah, we just really work really well when we could brainstorm what we want. We divide up the task and then we go on our separate ways and we complete those tasks. And uh, I just do what I'm told. So it works out pretty well. <laughs> a well-trained husband who does what he's told. So Adam, I don't have a good cup of coffee under here for you as things you enjoy. Is that is is Michelle the 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 coffee um the coffee snob, if you will? Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I love coffee. My um vice is is particularly a, a good like cream, like a good flavored cream. But you give me a six 
dollar can of Folgers with some good cream in it, and I'm perfectly happy with that. I don't need a five dollar cup of coffee, but you know, five a.m., five thirty—that's the first place I'm going—is the is the coffee pot. And uh, Michelle likes a good cup of coffee. I'm convinced I could put Folgers in some fancy Starbucks cup, and she wouldn't know the difference. I would but know. Yeah, yes, she would. I I can attest to that. Yes, she would. But see, that's where all the ideas come from. It comes from that good fresh ground, perfectly roasted cup of coffee. Boom, 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 boom. Those ideas come out. I thought it was three beers. No, it's never three beers. <laughs> it's oh. never from three beers. Well, I, I want to dig a little deeper into the disagreements that you were talking about. So tell me what your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement was and how you worked through it. Sure. So um, just my nature is to always say yes to things. I'm very easily excitable, so you could tell me on anything. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I ended up going to Las Vegas for a conference and I, I've been wanting to diversify. And so I came back, actually, I didn't even come back. I called Adam and I was like, Hey, I found what we're going to diversify into. I'm really excited. It's only seven grand to get started. I'm going to go ahead and, and sign on the dotted line. Anyway, he wanted me to wait. And when I got back home, I was still pressing him, like, why are we waiting? Like, this is awesome. It'd go well with our business already. And um, so long story short, he didn't want to move forward. I kept bullying him into moving forward. We got into a huge argument about it. And the lesson was, is he really got me to slow down. And he just said, you know what? After our argument, we came back together and he said, can you just pray about it? And so I began to pray about it, and I really had the sense that I didn't have the green light. And luckily, we didn't move forward because some of the other people that did invest um, ended up losing their money. They ended up changing the structure of how the company was. It, it was actually, we couldn't do it anymore because it would be a conflict of interest. So if I would have moved forward and not listened to my husband, we would have been um we would have lost seven grand. And so I'm thankful now. And we, what we learned from that and what we changed now is if there's any major decision, we need to come together and both agree, not agree because one of us bullied the other person into agreeing, but just being prayerful in our next steps in those big decisions and having um, a sense of peace over it. Cause we never had that peace over um, that in a couple of projects that came our way. We didn't have peace over that. And we're glad that we held out because I believe that if we would have said yes to all those other things, we wouldn't have this book and we wouldn't have our training platform because we'd be busy messing with those other things. Yeah, we've we, there's just been a it's just been a lot easier since we've put in those parameters that if there's something like a major financial or a major business decision or you know we we make decisions without each other all the time. I trust her; she trusts we trust me on certain things, but. It, when it's when it's financially like a big financial investment or something that would change our course of business, we have to be on the same page. And so things have um, I, let's just say I didn't sleep at all that night because I'm like, oh my god, what is she doing? <laughs> she's like, I gotta go. And so we've, we've definitely learned many many lessons along the way. And in fact, we were just talking about another one. What was it on our our book? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a double triple checker kind of by nature and just even the first edition of our book I was reading through and I was catching some things so I don't know and I can't spell for beans but I just things weren't standing out to me 
And I said, I think we should, you know, and she said, no, a professional did it. We don't have to check it. And I'm going, no, I really think we should. We're spending a lot of money on this. And it just started to get heated because I wanted to double and check, you know, triple check everything. So it wasn't, you know, we still take action, not wait, but, you know, I want to put out a product that, that, you know, exemplifies excellence. And um, so, you know, in her eyes, I'm slowing her down. In my eyes, we're doing a better job. And so just those types of things we've, we've, uh, we butt heads a little bit with sometimes. Well, what I took out of that is the husband's always right. That's the moral (laughs) of that story. That's the moral of the story that the husband is always right. Yes. Except when the woman is. What, what I took out of that is when, when you feel like you're trying to get a round peg into a square hole, mm-hmm. something ain't right. Yeah. When, when you, but see, only a woman would try to put a round peg into a square hole, so the husband is always right. <laughs> Keep asking the questions, honey. It's, it's, it's your turn on, it's your turn on the list. I encourage couples not to manipulate one another into what you want. You know, it's, if you're going to work together... It, I mean, because you could, you could, uh, you could lose by winning, if you know what I mean. Like you, you know, you might have won it. You might get get whatever you want to get pressed through, or but but you're still going to lose in the process. Absolutely, so. and and I tease. I always have fun, uh, but we know the the true moral of the story is you work through it. That's right. You, you work together and work through it. So so with that being said, tell us some of the joys that you experience being together twenty four seven. I think I'll, I'll jump in here first this time is, you know, just um, the fact that we do make our own schedule. We, was it last week? You know, we try to do a date night every week, but just based on childcare and certain things, we went and we went out to sushi in the middle of the day and we're just, you know, getting to enjoy that. And we worked a little bit before, a little bit after, but just, and then this, I think last week we took a, we took a break in the middle of the week and took an hour to go walk down by the river and just talk and brainstorm. And so I think some of the biggest joys are some of the smaller moments of just getting to break away when everybody else is at work, you know, and they're working their nine to five and, we might work more hours than somebody doing a nine to five sometimes, but we get to dictate when those hours are. So really just getting to create more memories, you know, and even though yesterday I was with my daughter while Michelle was working on some things, I got to spend the day with my daughter, took her to an indoor play area. I'm like the only dad there. And so just owning your business has so many wonderful benefits, but I'd say for me, it's just those smaller little hour breaks, little trips, things like that, that we get to dictate. I think for for me, and I know Adam um, agrees with this as well, uh, just having this book come out, you know, the time we opened up the box and we got our very first book that we got to hold, it was almost like birthing our second baby. And so just being able to create things together where, man, this is something that we did together and we're really proud of it and we poured a lot of our heart and soul into it. And um, it's just very rewarding. And also just over the years, because we started in our journey very young and immature, and it's been amazing to see Adam grow into his own and just mature as a person and a, a business leader. And for me as well, I know he he could say that I'm amazing now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Michelle's just... matured a lot. <laughs> She's, she's really stepped into a, a, a great servant leader, great speaker, communicator. She's introverted by nature. In fact, when she was younger, um, her people, her family, she's Filipino, 
And people thought that she didn't speak any English when she was a little girl. It's just the fact that she was so shy. She didn't want to, she want to talk to anybody. So she's an entirely different person today. And I think a lot of that is just from being in business, personal growth and development, and, you know, associating with uh, just quality people that uh, have poured into our lives. Hey, quick question, Adam. When when you take your daughter down, when you take Hannah down to the indoor play I know area, exactly what you're going to say because I was thinking the same thing. It, I mean, are the women looking at you like, oh, he's a he's not working. What what does she see in him? <laughs> oh, that wasn't what I what was a, thinking. What a what a deadbeat, man. <laughs> I, I mean, is society still like that? We don't. We have cats and chickens, so we don't know. But I, I'm no, serious. I I think uh, I was, I was kind of laughing about it yesterday because a lot of these you know these women are there with other women, and uh, I mean they're not really paying any attention to me. They're just too bit like. What I hear a lot of is just bickering and complaining, and they're just—I'm <laughs> just kind of laughing because their kids are out doing their thing, and they're just talking amongst each other. So I don't really—I don't really even know if they know I'm there, but um, I think yeah. it's still rare. You know, it's I think very rare. Those um, labels, I guess, where you know the there's not really a lot of stay-at-home dads. You know, but being an entrepreneur, you get the best of both worlds where you get to be a stay-at-home dad and run your business. And that's part of the reason why we wanted this platform as well is we wanted to create a lifestyle where we could truly um, have family first. See, and I was I was thinking, Catherine, you were going to ask if it was like having a puppy where it attracts all of the women. Oh, <laughs> no, no, that's that's, that's only where you go. That's not where I go. Okay. Hey, what can I tell you? Anyway, <laughs> tell tell our listeners or tell can you tell our listeners one or two things that you guys do to separate your family time from your business time? Sure. We um, we used to run seven days a week and kind of burnt us out and started to get pretty stressful. So uh, Sundays is just a day of rest. We go to church. We have our family time. We don't take calls. We don't do any type of work, even if. It'll be there Monday. We just put a uh, kind of a boundary on that because there's always another task. There's always something else that you can do. So that's a huge one is just having a family time. Uh, really just, you know, a lot of times you put your business, you pour so much into your business, but you, you leave your marriage for last. You leave the leftovers for that, which is not a healthy thing to do. And so we, we have a, a regular date night or date day or just depending on child care, as I mentioned, when, when we can – work that in. And then, um, you know, just like last week, what Michelle, she, Hey, let's just take a break. Let's go for a walk and, and, and really be just taking an hour to, uh, spend the day together. Cause even though we work together at the end of the day, it's like, how was your day? Cause we're working on different things. So it's not like this intimate time together while we're working all the time, um, because we're in the zone and we're trying to get things done. So I, I would just say if I had to sum it all up, I'd say Sunday is just so precious to us because we have the whole day together and you know if there's calls voicemails texts we just we leave all of that for monday and uh, we just protect that time i think also since our daughter is um you know coming into her own i could already tell we could already see that her love language is quality time in fact when she's watching a movie and I just get on my phone for a little bit. She looks at me and she gives me this look like you got to get off your phone and watch this movie with me. And so it's been really 
a good time for us to just say, you know what, like when we're sitting down for a meal, let's put away our phones and be present with Hannah and be present with each other because we want that to be an impression on her that family comes before work. And when she's older and she's a teenager, we would still like to have dinners together where we're, she's not on her phone. So we first have to model it first. So we used to be go, go, go. We used to be the couple that was on the phone while we're at meals. But having a daughter and just realizing, you know, this is precious time um, has really allowed us to slow down. One of the biggest tips that was ever given, I don't know if it was given to us directly that we just heard, though, was the, the, the greatest gift you could give your kids is a healthy marriage. If they don't, you know, if they don't see a healthy marriage modeled and, and it could just, you know, create a lot of conflict. And so um, that's something that we really are, are intentional about. Sure. Now, uh, aside from your own book, because of course that's highly recommended, and uh, we'll have a link to it on on our show on your show notes page on our website. What business books can you recommend to our listeners that have that have served you well? Yeah, I just finished uh, John Maxwell's new book uh, titled "Intentional Living: Choosing a Life That Matters." He's one of my favorite authors. Uh, really enjoy some you know, some of, some of his books, one that, um, really spoke to me, actually he co-authored it with another guy by the name of Kevin Myers. It was called home run. I think it came out a year or two ago and it was really, um, it gave a baseball analogy about life. And a lot of people run into first base, they're running the bases out of order. And it just gives a really visual picture of setting priorities and how you want your, your life to be established. And right now we're reading one together. I think we relate it to, to business, but it's authored by our pastor. It's, it actually doesn't come out till May. Michelle can speak on that one. Um, yeah, so that book is called Rooted, and um, it's not directly business, but it will affect your business life. What it um, dives into is just making sure your character is strong enough to uphold your destiny that God's going to give you. Because, um, you know, you see people that hit, you know, the high levels of success, but they're unfulfilled and they end up self-destructing because they didn't build the character part first. So it's all about those roots that God works in you to make sure that you have the character that's strong and that you could handle your destiny. One of the takeaways I just share with that that I think everybody would would learn from is just uh, learning to value and steward whatever you have. And so I know there's this issue with comparison, uh, just in business. You know, you look, even probably look at podcasts and how successful those are, how successful this person is over there, and you're comparing your lack to their, you know, their success. And that doesn't that never serves very well. And so um, that was one of the takeaways I got from this new book that we're in the middle of is just just appreciating what you do have and and stewarding it well. And you know, as M- Michelle mentioned, that just building your character that the in- more increase is actually going to serve you well and not destruct you. That that is good, and that book is coming out in May. You said, yeah, May the third is what's on the the pre launch copy. Here is what it says, and the author is Banning Liebscher. Oh, you you're gonna have to email me that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a common name. <laughs> uh, no, far from it. And and finally, if you can give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? with that. I think um, as working with a couple, what helped us is knowing your partner's love language. 
um, that's really helped me because Adam's love language is words of affirmation. And I'm naturally a very fiery person. I'm very passionate. So sometimes when I correct him, I could do it with an attitude. And that just speaks to him. It, 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 it tears him down, you know, more than maybe the average person. So I've really learned to come to him um, with correction in our business in a way that is still that he receives well. So that's really helped our relationship because we work together and he, he's realized that my love language is quality time. So taking those breaks with me when I asked him, you know, before it was like, well, I got to do this call and I have this that I have to get done. And that would, that would get me mad, you know? And so when he learned that he needs to take some time and just be there with me and give me quality moments. And then, you know, we could run crazy the rest of the day. And that's when our business really started to move more smoothly. Yeah. Mine's pretty simple. It would be just not to be each other's boss. You know, we've, we've mentored a lot of couples in our network marketing business. And typically where we see the fights is they're, they're, you know, they're trying to be each other's boss rather than, um, you know, I think you need to be accountable to each other, but I don't necessarily recommend if you're going to have that hardcore, hardcore accountability, like what did you get done today and this and that. I think that should be from an outside party because uh, so you don't take everything so personal. So mine would just, you know, work together and, and work in your strength zone, but don't, uh, don't be each other's boss because that can uh, definitely pour into your personal life pretty quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> I can see dishes flying and... And me getting hurt. <laughs> just just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys have had your share of stories and you've learned from, but I, I think you'd be in agreement with that, right? Absolutely. No, you can't, you can't be each other's bosses. Um, that's it, why it's a partnership. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. Unless that's what, you know, we did interview a couple where... Um, you know, Gina's the boss and Laura works for Gina, but that's how they established it. That's how they established the business. It was Gina's business and then Laura came in. And uh, and so if that's how it's established, that's great. But if you're going into a partnership, partnership means that neither one of you is the boss of the other one. You're not yeah. the boss of me. Yeah. Okay, I had to yep. get that out. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. It's got to be it's, – it's much easier to, I'm big on communication. So you communicate things ahead of time, makes things a whole lot easier down the road because you already discussed it and set, you know, guidelines and it's, uh, makes everything a little easier. That's right. As Felix Unger once said, don't assume. And if you yeah. want to know the rest of that one, look it up on YouTube. Look it up on YouTube. It's an old <laughs> odd couple. Uh, it's an old odd couple episode. So moving away from business and into fun. What is your favorite meal to cook together or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? I'm glad you added the restaurant part because I'm not a really big on, I'm not really big on cooking, neither is Adam, but our favorite restaurant would be the, our sushi restaurant that we go to every week. It's Blue Nami. They have a tremendous menu and we fill up on that and we're super happy. You know, you since that's the second time you mentioned sushi in this interview, and you know Catherine and I now have to go for sushi. Mm. Ah, now, so you haven't had it before? 
No, we we ha- we have our favorite sushi restaurant. We have different That's restaurants great. that are favorites. Oh, uh, I see. Now, I when see. you guys walk into your sushi restaurant, does the does the sushi chef in the back say something in Japanese and, and oh. sort of, yeah, sort of bow to you, everybody who comes in, or is it is it that traditional or not really? Yeah, no, they they do. They say something. I don't know whatever. Whatever. I don't know what they're saying. It's but sit the down manager, and eat is what they're saying. Probably. Uh, pay me. The manager there. Uh, he's no longer there. He switched stores and then left the company. But man, for a while, because we'd be there every week, he would always be bringing us out something on the house new to try, and it was just kind of special. Like because we we became known there and just felt like family. And um, but yeah, I, I'd say Michelle cooks a mean ego, but we do we would rather go out to eat for sure. Yeah, he didn't marry a domestic goddess, that's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. And last question before we take a break: red, white, or beer or sake? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Uh, I think we're both on the same page. I'd say red wine. Yeah, red for me. But I was introduced to a white wine. Um, from the grape called a Tarantis. I don't know if y'all have ever tried it, but it was tremendous. So when summer rolls around, I'm really looking forward to having some of that. And that's the trick with wine, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just red for meat and white for fish and poultry. It's white in the warmer weather as well. And red is a more hearty wintertime wine. Although we drink red all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of white, but no. That's neither here nor there. Some. But on that, yeah. (laughs) On that note, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with the pet peeve of the day. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audible.com audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And welcome back. It's time for the pet peeve of the day. Catherine, tell us about it. Adam is going to tell us what his pet peeve is. And I think we all have this pet peeve. We do. We do. I think the world does. Yeah, it's just automated machines. I'm a little old school, a little old-fashioned. I'd rather talk to a human being when I have a question and um, when I call one of those voicemail systems, I just hit zero, 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 zero until I can get somebody. It's so frustrating. And uh, I don't know. Call me old school, but I'd rather talk to someone than a machine. Now, it's funny because I'll, I'll hear from my office, Catherine, going through one of those menus, and it's the <laughs> voice response. And all I keep hearing is, zero, operator, zero, damn it, zero. Do you speak English? Operator. That's all I keep hearing from Catherine's mouth. It's funny. 
I can. And I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I can go through one or two layers of you know getting me in the right area, but then you need to put a human on the phone with me very quickly. And Michelle, what's your pet peeve? Um, mine would be unsolicited advice on how to raise Ooh. our daughter. <laughs> Especially from people oh, okay. like us. Yeah. I can give you advice, but I've never had a kid. But I'll give you advice anyway. <laughs> the advice is eat sugar eat and sugar go home. and go home. That's It's funny how much advice you get um, just from strangers even. I almost bought my daughter this onesie that said, my mom doesn't want your advice. <laughs> oh, you should get it. <laughs> that's actually a good tip for business too instead of just pouring out what you think they should do is to ask mm-hmm. hey are you open to coaching or do you mind if I share an experience with you because otherwise they're going to tune you out and not listen to you anyway that's right that's very right so two great pet peeves things we should think about in our business you know how many how many layers are people trying to get through of of voicemail hell before they get to you the, the seventh layer of hell on dante's inferno on dante's is inferno. interactive voice response it, system that's right that's right and are you giving unsolicited advice because we all have something that we're good at give it in a gentle way make sure the other person is open to receive it because otherwise you're just talking to the wall so with that said michelle and adam and little hannah grace whose birthday is coming up Thank you so much for being on the show with us, for sharing how you evolved from one entrepreneurial experience into another to help all kinds of entrepreneurs out there. We had a great time. Yes, we did. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. We had an awesome time too with y'all. Okay, take care and we'll catch you everybody next time. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.